Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions, an opportunity for you to get a seat at the table. Today we have Amelia Antonetti interviewing the founder of Metal International. He's a radio talk show host, a networker, and influencer across multiple industries. Make sure you're downloading, subscribing, and sharing out the Breakfast with Champions podcast because Glenn Lundy believes that if you can change the way people start their day, it'll make a massive impact in their life. So let's pull up a seat and let's join in on Breakfast with Champions. Very excited about this segment today because I have one of my favorite superhumans that I'm so excited to introduce you to. Um, When we do this Genius Hour, I really try to open up you know, my network, the people that I'm um, shoulder to shoulder with, uh, people bring in real resources. Um, that was part of the, the inspiration of the uh, VIP party that we had here in New York was to really bring these different groups of resources together following in Glenn's uh, methodology of if you get the seat at the table, the right table, um, magic happens. And, and I'm just so blessed. Um, to open up some of these opportunities. And so I'm going to introduce you to do a rock star. Um, Ken is here on stage. And let me just tell you a little bit about, first of all, anybody who knows me knows that I am a tech junkie geek, right? A lot of the businesses that I've invested in or that we birthed were a technology company. And he is one of the premier experts in emerging business technology. Where you're probably going to know him from um, is that he has the number one business talk uh, radio show in America. Um, called Business Rockstars, and it's listened to more uh, over more than 200 markets across the United States. He's interviewed over 20,000 people, and I'm talking about like crazy interviews um, that you have to listen to. Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, Oprah, Elon Musk, Bill Clinton, Jim Carrey, Donald Trump, Richard Branson, Tony Blair, Larry King, uh, Andrew Ward Weber. I can go on and on and on with these amazing interviews that he has he has uh, done. And I just, I again, I'm always fiercely writing down. Um, he's been seen everywhere in the media. He's coming into this wonderful clubhouse and this Breakfast with Champions today from Bali. Um, but what I really wanted, uh, I had an opportunity to um, join his uh, community and I'm and anybody who knows me, I am such the negative Nelly. I've been part of every group you can think of: Strategic Alliance, YEO, YPO, WPO, uh, um, uh, you know, tech, on and on and on. And most business groups um, are interesting for the first 90 days and then useless. Um, and I'm a really good networker. And I got an opportunity to be part of uh, Metal International, and it has been the most action oriented, get things done community that I have ever been involved in. And it's a global community. It is powerful and it is the biggest return on my time um, on any organization that I've been part of. So Ken, are you there this morning? Good morning. I am here and it's my evening for me, but yes, I am here with you. That's right. I forgot. Right. And so Ken was so kind. Um, Sani, which is um, part of his organization came in and flew in for the event from Bali, um, which, you know, we've got, I love Bali, right? And so thank you for joining us this morning. I, I really have to tell you that I am so impressed with your community. And again, I've been playing around with this in the last six months or so. You have incredible, strong uh, resources within your network. And I just, first of all, just explain to people what metal is. All right. Here's it's always a challenge when you go into a group that might be closed-minded to something. But I know this is a very open-minded group. But let me start with the premise. Metal stands for Media, Entertainment, Technology, Artists, and Leaders. And it really started when I moved to Los Angeles from San Francisco in the early 2000s. And I realized that most people in LA were $30,000 millionaires. They pretended to be worth a fortune and you realize that they had nothing. And they were basically posers and posters. So I wanted to create an accountable group of like-minded people that were all there to help each other out. We were here for the we, not the I. And um, I started the group as a co-ed group. And then in LA, which is a very unusual environment, I realized that people would just date, break up, never show up again. And I decided to make it a men's group. And all of a sudden, all the wives said, hey, I want my husband to be there because I know what he's doing on a Saturday. I know where he's on a Friday. 
And all of a sudden, this men's group was really supported by the women, and it just kind of took off. And now we have thousands of members all over the world, and what we are is heart-centered guys to be better husbands, better fathers, better brothers, and better partners. And that's what we focus on. We're, we're creating a women's group in 2022. It's taken us 15 years to really figure out how to create a good heart-centered group of men. But uh, we're there to help the communities out and just be better citizens of the world. And so th- when I first, and again, this is, you know, I love the way God works. So because oh, I have an office in L.A., people who know me, I have a lot of clients in L.A., spend more time in L.A. than I care to. Um, and when I first heard about metal, I was introduced to it as a men's group. Like, Amelia, you know, there's this men's group. And I'm like, ugh, eye roll. Here we go. Right. And so I've been very fortunate in my career um, just because I've been in my career for 35 years. So when I started, there really wasn't a lot of women. And so I was invited to something called The Farm, which is up in San Francisco, which is also a very prominent forever men's group. And I was one of the first women to actually ever set on the property. Um, And I found it very just odd. And so when I that was the only comparison that I had when I was first uh, heard the word metal. But I found it so interesting, the the acronym that it's that you are combining artists with technology, like anything to do with technology, like piques my ears. And so I definitely will tell you, as a woman being first introduced to this group, I was like, oh, this is going to be a mess. Right. But I'm like, OK, I'm going to be open minded. I'm going to lean in. Um, and and the reason for that was I had just read an article from the Harvard Review that really set me back. And it was an article talking about how most men do not have a best friend. They don't have a best friend. And it was talking about the dynamics for men, how important it is for them to have this uh, uh, relationship with other men that they can openly, honestly have conversations to open and grow. And it was talking about how women um, instinctually kind of seek this out and that for men in our society have been groomed not to lean into these type of relationships. And it caused me such pause because I was like, men don't have best friends. I'm like, how, how, how can you survive if you don't have your kind of community. And so, and then I heard about metal and then I had the opportunity to uh, join in on the community, uh, been interviewed with you. um, And I was blown away on the heart centric community to really truly lift. Like I have not gotten so many messages after an interview to say, how can I help you. It really reminded me of my own personal forum group. And I've been in my forum group for 22 years, um, which predominantly are men. And I've been very vocal um, about saying that, you know, if it wasn't for the men who leaned into me 35 years ago, I would not be where I am today because there was no women. There was no women when I started. It was men who opened up doors. It was, I remember, I was the first female in my forum group, um, which back then at YPO, me, Leslie, and Anita from uh, Roddick from Body Shop, we were the first women that were in, and the men were reluctant to bring in a woman to their intimate forum groups. But you've built a community that is so much built of service. So tell me how, uh, one, how, what, how did you make the decision to invite women into the group? And then have you noticed changes in your community? Well, I want to touch upon something you said earlier, and that is if you want to go look at what is killing men, it's loneliness and suicide. So men have not developed the way women have when it comes to making friendship and making relationships. They just, unfortunately, most of us are a bit primordial when it comes to that. So we have an accelerator when it comes to relationships. And that's really important. Um, Women are vital. So with Business Rockstar, 60% of all of our interviews are women. And metal really spawned the radio show. So I want to make sure that everyone understands that, you know, I'm here for equality across the board. But what I found when women became part of the group, the men just, I, I, I can't change the dynamic of how they are. They just don't act the same. So when we created the co-ed side of the group, we call it Onward, and we do events uh, every quarter, which are insane. We have 36 speakers in two hours. Uh, it's, it's amazing. Matter of fact, there's more women than, than men. But we realize that we have to perfect 
the platform for the guys first before we turn it over to the women because we need to break it first because it's got to be perfect for the women. That's where we're at. So next year we're launching that. And, and, and again, this is a global environment. So our, our large pockets are in the obvious areas of Los Angeles and New York and Austin. But Dubai and Singapore and London are just as, as big. And again, we're about to make community great. And we want to help women entrepreneurs. We want to mentor them and, and coach them. And um, I, I've never seen anything like this. You know, I, I like you being part of YPO. YPO is, is great as a business accelerator. And sure, there's a lot of relationships inside there. This is different. This is different because we don't look at age. You know, YPO, once you're 50, it's YPO gold. Uh, we don't look at the metric of revenue because I have artists that are in the group that are wildly successful with their art, but they're not millionaires. And uh, I, I want to make sure it's a balanced grouped group of, of just creative geniuses that are all polymaths to help each other out. And it, it is a unique community. And when, and, and when I talk about the power of the metal community, I mean, you are bringing together 100,000 people to Dubai, to your event in Dubai. It is, un, I can't get over how people lean in and show up um, because of the community. Like I literally put those Saturdays on my calendar and demand that people remind me all week so that I can show up. Like I plan around it because it is so powerful. And some of the interviews that you have done are mind blowing. Um, so tell me, I mean, because you've, you've interviewed 20,000, right, of the people that we read about. Is there one of those interviews or a theme of those interviews that you want to share here with the champions here at the breakfast table? Well, I'd like to actually share something with the champions that is across the board, but I've discovered when it comes to the most successful of these 20,000 people. And you mentioned a few of them, you know, from Elon Musk to Jim Carrey to Steve Jobs. Um, they all seem to show repetitive processes across the board. And I've seen five, five similarities with all of the high, and I don't want to call them high net worth, but network and change makers. There's five similarities. And the first one is all of them seem to make sure that health was top of mind. You know, staying healthy from doing meditation to yoga to breathing, whatever it was, health was top of mind, knowing if the body isn't the proper engine to feed the brain, that engine will just die. So first was health. Number two was they educated themselves over entertaining themselves. So it wasn't about binge watching content. It was about watching documentaries or reading books or listening to podcasts. So it was education over entertainment. Number three, they all were able to push back gratification. So the idea of instantaneous gratification, which of course most of us are we're used to, you know, we charge a hamburger on our credit card and we have to pay for it over the next year on interest. They were able to say, I know what the reward is going to be and I can push it off for 18 months or 24 months to really feel that reward. So pushing back gratification. Number four was they all had morning and evening routines. So when they woke up, they did something. And when they went to bed, they did something before each one of them. So it's always a pattern-based environment at the beginning, at the end. And last, which I've shared with you before, is all of them saw themselves as different. And I like the way Elon Musk said it, and he's right. He says, I'm uncommon. Not unusual, but I'm uncommon. And if you think about the word common, it means you are settling for what's average. And everyone in this group who saw themselves as uncommon would not settle. They challenged the status quo. And that's why they changed whatever our world is today is because they could not live in the common space. So I, I apologize that I'm not picking out one specific interview. I'm just looking at the, the overall and the similarities with all of these change makers. No, listen, I, I love that. We, and we just did a segment talking about Uncommon. And I was on uh, with Barbara's room last night and we were touching on this a little bit. Um, you know, my my mind, since I was very, very young, 
when somebody would articulate a rule, so let's just start in my schooling, right? When there was a rule about, you know, I needed to sit down and be quiet. There was a rule to stay along the sides of the hallway when we were passing. Any Anytime you present me with a rule, my brain automatically says, well, those are for average people. What you're trying to ask me to do or your belief system are for average people. And I have never been average. I have been a uh, rule breaker, knock down walls. I will do something just because you say I can't. I've had this fight in me since I was born. And the minute I hear somebody who tells me the way something is supposed to be, or this is the way we've always done it, I, I am just every fiber of my being uh, stands up on alert. And I think that that's part of so many people's uh, challenge, right? The blocker is because they're listening to the averageness of most and then trying to apply it to your life. And you cannot apply that to anything. And the mindset, the rules, the limitations, work at nine, go stop at five. But what all those things, you have to just kick those rules down because they don't apply to you if you're trying to scale and be successful. Yeah, but, but, what, but Amelia, but uh, think about what has happened in today's world. If you try to go against the average, you're canceled. If you try to question the status quo, you're canceled. So all of a sudden there's this fear of trying to think different and to draw outside the lines. That's what you're saying. So the minute you start to see the glimpse of somebody that's willing to be or is uncommon, we need to invest into them. And let me give you an example. And I do this even here in Bali. Um, when I go to a restaurant and the bill comes and I'm in a tipping culture. So if I'm in America and I see the tip area is empty, if the waitress comes by, I point at the empty tip area. And let's just say the bill was $100. And I look at her, I go, how much do you want your tip to be? And she looks at me and she goes, oh, I don't know, $15. I mean, I know it's going to be, it should be $20, right? But I go, whatever number you say, I'm going to put in there. And they generally go under. They say 15. It's rare they even say 20. Now, if I go to a waiter, I go, what should it be? And they're bold enough to say, make it 50 bucks. And I'll write 50 in there. And I always look at what we have been doing as conditioning our culture, especially around women, not to step out. Not to say, you know what, I need to be bold, I need to take a risk, and I need to challenge the status quo. And I'm just concerned with, I, I'm concerned that we are really holding back our women generation because they need to just not be fearful of what the status quo tells them to do and go beyond it. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Love it. Yeah. Not sure. Oh, everyone's saying yes. Hey, everyone. Yes, Hi, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I just, we, we, our, 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 so I was a, uh, a, a male chauvinist pig until a moment in my life happened. Hey, champions, guess what? The Breakfast with Champions podcast airs live every single day, 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. only on the Clubhouse app. So make sure to download Clubhouse and go check out Breakfast with Champions. You're not going to regret it. See you there. And that's when I had a daughter. And I look at my daughter going, I want her to rule the world. But man, I have realized that so many limitations and one of the biggest limitations is the status quo limitation. So the first thing I do with her is I take her out of the United States as often as possible saying, look at everywhere else that has changed the planet and don't look at the negatives, but look at the positives and then bring it back with you to the States. So she's in Italy right now and she's going to study the way scholars transformed Italy in the past. And I want her to bring that back to the States because I want her to make sure the status quo is never a boat anchor around her ankle so she can move forward. I, and I listen, I, I say this all the time, right? Uh, women do not live on women island. Men do not live on men island. 
we need each other in order to solve the big world problems. The problems with diversity, the problem with any group needs the other groups to lean in to solve that problem. You cannot solve a problem within your own um, grouping, right? It takes the collective, the power of the collective. But the difficulty is, is that the, the, the most networks and communities are, uh, are silos, right? The automotive industry, there's automotive events and the finance industry has finance events, right? They, women have these women events, but they're not joining side by side with men to help us solve the problem. We cannot do it on our own. Just like I said in the beginning of this, if it wasn't for the men in my forum group, I would not have gotten to where I have gotten today. And now I am beyond uh, passion I, is, is not even a word anymore. Right? I'm compelled to lift the ceilings and provide resources for everybody. I can open up the door, but then the work is up to you. And the fact that I read this article about men, you know, um, there's always these conversations, you know, men, men have conversations, women have conversation, and then somewhere in the middle is the gap to understand that men are so lonely, right? They don't have these friendships. And so how can women expect men to connect with them on a emotional more intuitive level if they don't have the ability to do it amongst themselves, right? That vulnerability. And I think that that's part of what I've witnessed, um, not just here with Breakfast with Champions, but also in the metal community, right? This is a community like no other. Um, and so just so that I, I'm going to open this up to the moderators, but before I go there, I wanted to say, please click on my profile, follow the link. Ken has very generously offered a guest pass for you to join um, one of their uh, uh, their Saturday events so that you can see it for yourself, right? I consider myself yep. a conduit. I, I link people to things that I use in my life, the things that help me keep my uh, resources and my mental ability to thrive. Metal event is something so, so unique. And there are so many incredible, absolutely women here, but there are some incredible men that are on this stage that if they could connect with their fellow brothers in this understanding of what this connection, this friendship is, um, I think it then changes everything in our world, right? Because we're one big chain and we're all connected. So please well, click on my, my profile, follow through. You're going to see the thing. It's a gift from Ken um, and absolutely take advantage of it because that link will come down on Monday. Yeah, it's metal.international. Go there. I'm not sure what the full link is. Well, we've if made we it have... really easy for them, Ken. All they got to do is click on my face and then just follow oh, the link. Click it's on your easy. face. Click. <laughs> All right. Go click on your face. And just remember, we're here to make society better by making men grow up and really help out a community. So just please check it out. Metal.International. I really appreciate allowing me to share time with you today all the artists like i said i'm a tech junkie and so it was easy for me to bond with the techies that are in your group but getting the perspective of the art community and how technology is is affecting a lot of our smes our subject matter experts including artists has been totally has changed the way i've looked at my business right those heavy creators um, those creatives change the way us analyticals look at stuff. And I think that the fact that your community is so blended that way is very, very, very powerful. Can you still hear me? I missed the very last part about my community something and that was it that your community is so integrated, right? That there's this, this really unique blend between the creatives as well as the analytical kind of techie group, right? That the oh. combined in information, when I listen to how it, it, it's presented from these different perspectives has really changed my business. Well, here, let, let me throw something out that I think is really cool, okay? Because when I started the whole metal community, it's because I'm, I'm a TED speaker and I've sp spoken all over the world. And what I realized is most speakers don't really have a home and they found themselves to be a bit lonely. So I went off and invited all these, these incredible speakers from around the planet and all these people I interviewed. So when a speaker would come to metal, they would get on stage and they would look in the audience. They go, oh, my gosh, those are all A-star speakers. I'm speaking to them. 
So the community really is these insane people like Kenny Aronoff, the number one drummer in the world, or Nolan Bushnell, creator Atari and Chuck E. Cheese, or Chris Voss, never split the difference. They're, they're part of the community, or Akon, the singer. We're all there to help each other out. So it's not about the speakers, it's about the community. So imagine going to a TED and everybody in the audience are all the TED speakers, or, 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 or similar to that. That's what makes it so damn cool. I love it. So I want to um, open up. We've got some incredible people. Um, I mean, just beyond champions um, here um, on Glenn Lundy's Breakfast with Champions. And we're here every day from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Um, I want to open it up to those that are on stage. If you would like to lean in and ask Ken. I mean, Ken has consulted for, for some of the just the most amazing um, boards. Like when you when you talk about where he's been able to sit at the table um, it's been incredible, right? With governments, you know, U.S., Australia, Canada, Finland, Thailand, Indonesia, right? He is working with governments. He's sitting on boards of Google, Yahoo, uh, Microsoft, Motorola, AT&T. Uh, just literally, this is an opportunity for you to really dive in. And so I welcome you guys to either jump in or flash your lights. Hey, Amelia, I'll jump in. This is TM. I have a question, Ken. I mean, you're surrounded by greatness. It sounds. Uh, what keeps you up at night in, in the midst of so many things um, that plague us, at least in the U.S. anyway? But what keeps you up at night, GM? Uh, honestly, what keeps me up is how do I take whatever we're doing today and make it better the next day? Because the word I used earlier was polymath, which many of you know what that is. That's a renaissance person, right? Somebody that's great in multiple areas. The challenge is, and we have two fundamental rules in metal. We never, ever talk about politics and religion. Never. So we will have the deepest blue person and red person as best friends because they don't know what would normally make them in a divisive situation. So I have to always make sure our conversations are very high level and the projects we're working on will never, ever be in those two spaces of politics and religion. So that's the challenge because TM, everything in the world today seems like it falls into one of those on the news. So we're not in the now when it comes to news. We're in the next of where the world's going to be going. So that's my only challenges. Uh, Amelia, I mentioned the event I'm doing. I'm doing this event called Jitex, which is happening uh, October 17th through the 20th in Dubai. We have 100,000 people physically coming to Dubai. And that's a, a huge challenge. How do we get all these people from around the world during this COVID situation to have open dialogue and communication. And the metal community is very much part of the fundamentals of what we're doing with that event. So I, I worry about what's next. I don't wanna deal with today. I wanna to know what's next so we can all live there and really make that happen. Which is something that we speak on here all the time is that you have to develop the mindset, the habits, the beliefs, and the tactical practices of who you want to be tomorrow, right? You cannot live here in today and develop who you're going to be tomorrow. You have to be able to have that sight um, to practice those uh, those those morning and those afternoon routines. Um, and Glenn Lundy is has been the poster child of that. He he started Rise and Grind with if you change your morning routine, you change everything about your your world. And and you spoke to that as well. That what you notice with highly successful people is they are committed, right? Not interested. They're committed to their routines, and those routines cause them to scale. And the other thing you touched on is that how committed we are to education. And that's why um, joining these type of communities, you know, showing up here every day, showing up to the metal events is because it exposes you to the education, not the entertainment, the education that you need to continue to develop. And I think those are such great points. Um, would anybody else like to uh, chime in here? Yes. Uh, with Ken? Yes. Please, welcome. Hi, this is GI. Um... Um, I'm passionate uh, about um, um, growing and uh, helping and supporting women, veteran um, entrepreneurs. You know, their service has been amazing. The skill sets they've gained. Uh, it is it is just about getting them uh, together to do business together to understand their values. So I'd like to ask, what are the things that you feel the components that bring a community together what are the things that that you would say based on you know you spent all these years building community understanding the 
you know, foundation and the undercurrent that make it successful. What's in the future that is going to make communities as powerful as yours? This is GI, God Inspired to Help Women Veterans. Thank you. GI, thank you so much for your question. I I'll first want to change a point of view on it, and that is how do you know when you're part of a community? How do you know that you are important to a community? And let me tell you how. It's kind of interesting. It's when you're missed. Imagine if you go away for two weeks and you come back to your community going, I'm back, and they all go, oh, we didn't even notice. Well, you're not part of that community. Mm. You know, if you go away and come back and go, I'm back, and we'll go, oh, thank God, we've missed you. That there, no, you know you're part of that, that group, that community. So I want to build, and I have built, a community where everyone is missed when they're not there because they're part of the tapestry of what we are. So everyone has a component and a position inside the community. And the way, one way to do that is for every 10 members, there's a pod that helps that 10 members out. And, and, and Amelia, you know this from like YPO and Forum, where we break up these members across the world and make sure they have an accountable group to go to. And then we have something called the Foundry, which we do three days a week, which is a confidential, heart-centered, open dialogue with whomever is on that Zoom call, because it's international, and whatever is discussed in that will never leak from that call. And even on Tuesday, we had somebody that was close to suicide, and that was all prevented because the community came together to listen, to listen first, and then making sure that person could be heard to solve their problems. So to, join, to create a community, you need to make sure the people in that community need to feel missed when they're gone because they are missed. And to make sure that real tapestry happens where everyone is a fiber and they're part of the weaving of the community. They all have a role and responsibility and they're necessary. Hey, Ken, this is C-Rock, Mike C-Rock down below. I uh, appreciate your time this morning. Amelia is one of my favorite people on the planet, and I know she always brings great people into us. But a question, uh, one of the biggest mistakes I've made in my life is I didn't document my success as I was going through it. And I just was curious, um, I'm sure you're doing it now, and when did you decide to start really documenting the steps to your success? Because you know I'm creating a platform now to, to allow people to do that called Blueprinted, but that was one of the biggest things that I had messed up on. And two, three years ago, I started doing it the right way and journaling and documenting my steps to success. So what is your method on that? And when did you start on that? Thanks. This is C-Rock. Hey, C-Rock. Thanks a lot. I appreciate that. Where are you located in C-Rock? Where are you? Ocean City, Maryland. Ocean City, Maryland. Got it. Well, here's something that the people that do know me, and I see some people in this, in the community that do know me. I actually invented something that somebody else took credit for. Um, I invented the podcast in 1996. There wasn't a pod back then. But I invented a technology that allowed downloadable media to go to portable devices. Back then, were called PDAs, and I worked with Microsoft on that. So I created that technology because back then I was the first streamer to stream after a baseball game on AudioNet. So Mark Cuban allowed me to be the first to really start streaming audio. I invented, I created a show called The World Technology Roundup, which eventually became the most listened to streamed show before podcasting. And I saved all those so I could go all the way back to the, the 90s and listen to where our thoughts were, where we see opportunities going or just the conversation, what it was. So I documented it through something that's a little different. Most of us would write stuff down. Mine were all in audio. It's still there. And to this day, I do the same thing. Uh, in the metal community, I do about five different one-hour shows plus the two-hour expert class every week. So things are documented by sharing. And then I have a, uh, I'm very, very fortunate, my partner, Sandy, she really kind of holds my, my, my ear to the, gr the grind, basically saying, hey, listen to what you're saying, pay attention to what you're saying, because what you're saying is really important. So she's my mirror. And I think we all need to make sure we have a good mirror that's telling us what we should be listening to on the things we say. So yeah, I have a lot that's there. And you know what's happening is 
I'm, I'm a 55 year old man that I, I feel like I'm trapped. I'm a, like a 28 year old in a 55 year old body. And I, I, I want another 50 years to be able to ex try all this new cool technology coming out. So I'm always trying to stay young so I can document all these cool stuff coming out. Hate that. Same here. Hey, Ken. Um, this is Shirley-Ann and Amelia. I really appreciate your conversation. I think it is very powerful, and I salute and celebrate you for doing what you're doing for men. So I have two parts. Um, I'm going to make a statement, and then I'm going to ask a question. Uh, and it could be, well, yeah. So I'm going to validate kind of what you all were saying when it came to men and women as far as accountability. And I love Hannah's show that she put on the other day. Uh, but my son called me after the show, and he said, Mom, um, when I, – I don't know who it was, Ben or someone was talking. It was a guy that was talking, and he was saying that he was broke. And he said the audience held him – accountable and they said to him you're not broke and they they walked and processed him through um a different mindset he said but i didn't see that happen when it came to hannah it was like they cuddled her and the example that he used was the air conditioner window air conditioner in new york in her venture of her movement and i thought very interesting so when you all tap into that today how we handle um, situations between men and women and set whichever gender up for success or moving forward and seeing their greatness, I thought uh, it took me back to that conversation with my with my son in regards to that day when uh, Th Thriving Thursday or whatever that, that Thursday was that we did with her. So it's important, I think, for growth that we challenge each other to grow despite our gender and it's okay to help the female launch and to, to step into her greatness and to see that she can move forward just as well as we do men. So I salute you for that. Now, the second part that I want to say to you, and it's really a question, um, I love what you said you were doing for men. What would you suggest or how could it be created uh, from a cell or, or a nucleus at a local level um, for interim support to help men get to where you're wanting, well, not where you're wanting them to be, where they really need to be, how they were designed to be, until they can get to an organization or they can get to a group such as what you're offering men. Because men are vital, and their stability really matters when it comes to the home. I'm Shirley Anna. Thank you. Okay, Shirley Anna, we could focus on men or we could focus on community. And let, let's go with community first. So I started doing this in the late 80s. As I said, I'm in 55. And I started with my father who had a financial planning company. And my dad goes, hey, why don't you work with me? And when you're in the financial planning company, you generally rely on your friends and relatives to sell financial services to. Well, unfortunately, my dad only went after my entire friend base. And he was my dad, so he had all family. So I had nothing. So I'm sitting in the south side of Chicago, a town called Orland Park, going, how am I going to find people? I know a cool dentist. I know a great car mechanic. And I go, hey, guys, why don't we every Tuesday morning at 730 meet up consistently? And I went to a Denny's. <laughs> and I realized if you buy a cup of coffee at Denny's, you could sit there as long as that cup of coffee is still in front of you. And I went to that Denny's and I go, would you mind telling me your most idle time? And they told me it was like Tuesday morning, 7, 7.30. So I brought 10 like-minded, non-competitive people together every Tuesday morning. And after a while, I go, guys, girls, who else do you know that's non-competitive that can help one another out? I curated a conversation. I made sure there wasn't anyone there that was a um, – that was going to solicit and downgrade the group. So that Denny's, where I started that in the late 80s, to this day still has a few hundred people every single Tuesday that goes to that Denny's to come together and meet up. So if you can do a couple of things, and that is first create a, consist a consistent schedule. So if it's on a Tuesday, it's on a Tuesday. It's at 7.30. You make sure it's at 7.30.
Uh, you create a great group of people. Make sure there's not too there's no pariahs in there because they will steal things away. Make sure it's a giving group, heart centered. Make sure you create a a topic that will be shared amongst the community. And then next and last, have a mission. So, hey, this Tuesday we're going to meet. We're going to talk about whatever it's going to be. Let's just say uh, we're going to talk about uh, tax issues and tax structures uh, within our community. And then our mission uh, is the dog shelter. We're going to find a way to help extend and expand the dog shelter in our community. As long as you do that on a regular basis in whatever community you're in and you find a great place, you will see that grow exponentially with a community all around helping each other out. Thank you. Thank you so much. Sure. Thank you. I love it. Other questions um, from the mods. Anything that you would like to speak with Ken? I think this is so, so important for us to all come into awareness how many people that happen to be successful are also very, very lonely. Uh, the art of connection is a skill set that has to be learned. I'll say that again. Connection, true connection, is a skill set that needs to be learned. But I like what you just said. You said the word connection, and that's the word I love all the time. Actually, uh, from the early days in the 90s when I would end my show, I'd always say stay connected, stay connected. I hate the term networking. Because I am not a cool person. Cool people are the ones that are in networking groups. You know, they have the cool business card. They're going to hand it out. They look great. I'm kind of that, that guy in the corner who doesn't know how to just walk up and just do small talk. I don't know how to do that. Connecting's different. That means we're going to know something about one another. Your birthday, your last place you vacationed, what foods you're allergic to. You know, we're going to connect at a level that makes us want to remember one another. Networking doesn't do that. So I don't like to be part of any networking groups. I want to be part of a connecting group because that's where the power is. And so let me go ahead and just give that link again. So it's metal, M-E-T-A-L dot international backslash guest dash pass. Metal dot international backslash guest dot, sorry, guest dash pass. Um, I'll also stick it uh, on my in, my uh, Instagram so that you guys can see for yourself by joining um, the metal uh, community. You know, take the guest pass, see it, touch it for yourself. Um, can I can't I can't agree. I am a geek, right? So cool is not my thing. Um, and what I have found is that when you know I reach out to connect with somebody and I basically say, how can I serve you? I'm usually met with such doubt and skepticism, right? People are like, what do you want? What, why, would you at, why would you reach out to me? Like all of this um, difficulty because most of us have not had a positive experience, right? We have to learn those skill sets on how to really connect with our colleagues so that we're higher, to, uh, we rise together, you know, stronger than we can apart. But if you haven't had those experiences and somebody reaches to you, you can't help but have pause. And so I think that this community that you've put together where everybody is connecting and bonding and lifting, it is brand new for so many people. It's an odd, odd feeling. Well, I, I, I appreciate everything you said. And please, um, go click on Amelia's head. <laughs> I like the way I that sounds. I try to help it really get the link. Um, other questions. I know we've got some really uh, – chime right in. Um, Solana? I, I'm, I'm botching her name, something poor. No, you didn't. You got it right. Good morning, okay. Miss Amelia. Click on your beautiful face. That's it. The beautiful face of Amelia Antonetti. And hi, Ken. My name is Solana, and I have a podcast, and the name of it is Solana Rich Unites. And I have a online directory, the Black Book Unites online directory, which on Monday, on Monday, 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 this Monday, I did get to talk to Grant Cardone um, here in the breakfast, um, in, in our group right here. And it was amazing, and quite a few people signed up. I did get to come to New York, and I did not get to come to your house, Amelia. But when I tell you I pressed through like a champion that I am, 
and came to New York because I needed to be there and I can't wait to meet you and talk to you. But I did sign up um, for the group. I love everything that you're saying, Ken. And you're saying that you pretty much created podcasts and someone stole your idea and you're steady pressing on to help people. And I'm very impressed with everything that you've put out here today. So the group started for men, but then it expanded to men and women. And now is this like a global kind of use? Are you saying this is a global group? Jack came forward has increased its sales by over 136%. My name is Travis Flaherty. We have seen over 55% increase in sales. Jeremy Downing here. We finished our month off at not even a 20% increase, but a 30% increase. Hey guys, Jean-Paul Guidry here. And I've experienced massive increases of 156%, collectively 125%. My name is Kevin Strasnatter. We went an increase of 50%. 50%, we went from 50 units to 75 units. We got a 39% growth in volume. This stuff works! I'm Glenn Lundy, creator of the 800% Club. The results that we've been getting out of the 800% Club are ridiculous. Everything that you just heard all happened in the first 90 days. So I want to open this up, helping more dealers across the country. We're now enrolling for 800% Club members. So look, the time is now. It's time for you to protect your legacy. Head on over to 800EliteAutomotiveClub.com to learn more. Yeah, so it Metal International because I realized that every one of your entrepreneurs that are out there, we all are challenged with the same situations. You know, we all feel very alone in what we do. And we all want to make sure that we're, we're being talked to, not talked down to. And that's why I want to make sure it happens. I just want to correct something. So no, no one stole podcasting from me. Someone took credit. Uh, and that's Adam Curry. Adam Curry took credit to say that he invented it and he did not. And, uh, but, you know, Adam Curry's from MTV, and he's got better hair than me. So he was able to kind of ride that one for a while. But, you know, the idea of a podcast, I, I don't know how many people here have podcasts. I'll tell you what the secret of a podcast is, the real secret. The real secret is not the audience. Everyone thinks, uh, you know, I interviewed such and such. It's, it's who you get to interview. It's who you get to spend those magical moments with. And it's almost as if you have Wonder Woman's magic lasso tied around them and they're only going to speak the truth to you. A power well, can... podcast is the power of who you get to spend time with, not just the audience, but the people you get to interview. Well, can I interview you and Amelia on my podcast, please? You, you got me. We're in. Okay. I... DM. And if you I take said... a look at, on my bio right now, you're going to see the link. So if you click on... Uh, my face, you're going to see right on the very top line, because um, I'm getting people in my DMs, um, uh, the link to be able to um, witness metal for yourself. I highly encourage you guys to go find your future best friends in this community. Thank you both. Thank you so much. I'll be in touch. Thank you. Questions? Uh, yes, I miss Christine, Amelia. Hi. Hi, Amelia and Ken. Amelia, I'm here in Los Angeles, and um, I'm a menswear stylist. I'm having ideas on, Ken, how can I serve the men and help you guys in Los Angeles here? Well, another I... question. I don't. My LinkedIn is not connected, so it was a demanding question in the. Uh, uh, submission and I was like oh my gosh I don't have my LinkedIn uh, connected so is that uh, yeah so let, let, let's let's talk about this okay and I think that anytime we want to make sure we are putting ourselves in that connecting position we want to make sure all forms of communication are available so right now we're communicating on Clubhouse you know I talk about this idea of different languages in the world and everyone thinks oh you know there's 6,500 different languages. Well, there's really like 10 different languages we speak. And one of the languages we speak is social, like social media. LinkedIn is one of those. Another one is if somebody wants to get a hold of me, I'm on 
you want to FaceTime me. I am not going to take a text message. I'm horrible at it. I'm, I'm not great with email. My language is FaceTime. I know it sounds kind of weird. I love FaceTime. That's I how I raise my grandchildren. I love FaceTime. I am so bummed out that this is in video. I just got a killer haircut. Uh, yes. Hey, Sandy, how's my hair? It's really hot. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay. Just checking. My girl says I got good hair. Can't show it off here. But uh, I want you to understand that LinkedIn's important because LinkedIn is your narration of you. You know? So if you don't have a Wikipedia page and you do a search for you, what comes up first? It would be your LinkedIn. Yes, that, it's that's your calling card. Oh, it's connected. I just forgot the password and they won't let me back in. <laughs> well, you <laughs> Trust and believe you after you get it. 60. The, okay, um, well, Miss Chris, we you hear us say this all the time. Always be ready. So your ready. job, the number one thing on your to-do list before you close your eyes tonight is to <laughs> connect all your links. This is the this again, this is God talking to you. Be ready because you never know who's in the room, right? So that is your to-do for today. And I say that with love and care because yes. my, my job is to bring the opening, bring the opportunity, and then your job is to do the work. Absolutely. And I'm on every every social media uh, platform that there is. Even LinkedIn is just that password, and LinkedIn will not let you back in without it. So, okay, I got. I will I create today. I got a quiz question for anyone here. Let's see if you guys can figure it out. It's gonna be a tough one. Can anybody name the first social media platform that reached over a million users? The first. MySpace. 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 Yes. Nope. MySpace, MySpace is not. Nope, MySpace is not it. Twitter, Facebook, MSN. No, it wasn't. It, it wasn't Friendster either. Twitter. Okay, it, it was AOL. Rise. It was Rise. R Y Z E. The very first, and it's interesting because in the early days of the internet, it was all around what is your Rise, and what's your ICQ, <laughs> and that was the way to connect. Rise and ICQ. But let's talk the language, and that is. Make sure your LinkedIn is up to date. It's interesting. I just did a poll with a few thousand people, and everyone seems to be moving away from Facebook, putting more emphasis into LinkedIn and TikTok, you know, and Instagram, obviously, too. But it looks like if you really start to narrate and really start focusing on TikTok, the messages that come through TikTok are pretty powerful. Amelia, I have a question for you. I'm just curious. Um, how important... Do you see the idea of confidence when it comes to entrepreneurs? Do they make confidence important or is that just something they just take as secondary? Well, I think it's a word that's talked about a lot. And I think that it depends on how you define confidence, right? Because for although people use that word on me all the time, I would not say if I was going to describe myself and, and pick 10 adjectives that I would use the word confidence, right? Um, I don't see myself that way, although that's how people describe me. What I will, will say for me, because I, have, I am such a tactical individual, I am married to action. I want an action-oriented move forward, right? And so it for me the the relationship that I have is more with the action, right? And the education. I'm constantly saying, what could I do differently? How do I show up better? What are the actions I need to take? Um, so for me, it isn't confidence, even though there's a billion rooms here that talk about confidence, confidence, confidence. I keep saying, if you are in a line with what you were God-given put here to do, then God's taking care of the confidence, right? Because it will energetically attract the people that you actually need to do. So I know it's a word people use. I don't spend any time and no, never have. Not a I'm not taking one confidence class. I don't read anything about confidence. I don't. That's not where I put my value. I put my value in knowing that I um, to do no harm, and if I do, immediately take full responsibility for it, and to be action oriented towards what I was designed here to do on Earth. That's just me. What is your favorite animal, Amelia? 
Ew. A unicorn. No, real animal. A real animal. Horse. A horse. What are three adjectives that describe that horse? Power, beauty, and grace. Well, that's you. Oh, that's right. Kind of, that's, that's no, no, no. You, you said the words, not me. So you described yourself by that. And it's interesting. Men generally pick dogs or dolphins, <laughs> you know, because they want to say they're loyal, they're playful, they're fun and things like that. And, and women pick horse. Horses are a big one for women, which I thought was interesting. But you are exactly what the closest thing to a unicorn. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is, right? Okay, that's cool. But this has been fabulous, guys. This is actually my first clubhouse conversation ever. <laughs> well, listen, you. This is this was this was designed by Glenn Lundy, um, who's on the top left, who's taking vacation for the first time in his life. So I'm very excited for him and his family. Uh, and when I say his family, I mean he is the father of eight, and yes, that means eight children. So God bless him and his incredible wife. Um, but we're here every single day, and this is a community, Ken, that I can tell you is like no other as well. It's why I show up here as often as I do. The people that you see here, um, both above and below, because we're one big family here, um, we're all at the breakfast table, are incredible humans. These are incredible superhumans, and being able to be the conduit to bring the metal – uh, international community together with Breakfast with Champions is a pure honor. And so, again, if you're not following Ken, shame on you. Click on his face. Follow him now. Uh, continue to um, look on my profile so you can get the, the guest pass link, which was very generous um, of Ken to do that for the Breakfast for Champions community. Um, it is a act now, action oriented. I will take that link down on Monday. Um, and uh, we, I think we have just time for another question before the amazing Mr. Dave Meltzer joins us. But if that, Kate, please, welcome. Thanks, Amelia. Ken, this was so amazing. I, I just feel so blessed to know you now and excited to be part of your community. And I love what you shared about, you know, it's a community if people miss you. Um, my question is, I, I love that you asked the, um, the server what their tip should be. And when we talk about uncommon things that people do, I'm curious, what can we all do today to, you know, that, that moment changed that woman's life because that was something that she had never experienced before. So to help people think a little bit more uncommonly so we can really do the things that we're meant to do, what would you recommend for every one of us to be able to ask some type of uncommon question or do some type of uncommon act that we can inspire other people to live a more fulfilling life and build community. I want you to think about what is carbs for the brain, just like you do carbs for the body. And we know that carbs are bad. So we try, we try to stay away from carbs. So for example, um, I don't listen to music until the weekend. During the entire week, I listen to things that are educating my brain. I'm listening to podcasts. I'm listening to documentaries. I'm constantly absorbing um, information. So the first thing I do is I look at my brain like my body and making sure I eliminate the carbs, which are the fun, fun stuff that I should get only when it's time for me to celebrate. Second, I always believe that a professional is expensive but an amateur is a fortune. And too much, too many times we all try to save some money and do something on the cheap and we realize that it costs us a fortune later on. Always go off and hire a pro to accelerate the things you do. So if you're going off and getting a, a, a professional business coach, get a pro. Get somebody that really knows their stuff. They're not dabbling in it. You would never get an amateur doctor to take care of your kids. You would get a pro. You would take that seriously. And it's the same thing with us. Take what we do as serious. Stop binge watching stuff. If you have a game console, that's carbs for the brain. Put it away to only a couple of hours a week and that's it, not hours and hours. Use it as a reward, not as something absorbs time. Time is so essential and it goes away so quickly. So make sure anything that you see as a carb for the brain Remove it and only use it as a celebration piece, and that's it. 
And I think the other thing, um, you know, for, again, we're such a, a, a giving, loving community. I think it's every woman's responsibility for the men in their life that they love to help them find that best friend. We cannot be their best friends, not as women, okay? We can't. And there's too many men who have women as their best friends. And there is just a part of that journey, those footsteps that we cannot speak to. No different than a man, no matter how much they love us, they're not going to be able to really talk about childbirth with us. They aren't. They can want to, but they're never going to experience it. Men need something from men. Women need things from women. And collectively, we rise. And so the best thing that you can do for your brothers is help them connect with their new best friend. Amen. Amen. So true. Love that. Amen. Good stuff. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.